welcome to the Scottish Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host Chris and here we'll be delving into the multitude of strange occurrences that happen within Scotland and beyond. You can contact us with your accounts at the Scottish Paranormal Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all social media channels and you can contact us by either means. Tonight's episode I'm putting back out the Armadale Black Triangle encounter by Andy Swan, mainly for the fact the first time I put it out quite an early on podcast and the sound quality was really 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 low although it was taken outside the sound quality was very low as well so i've slightly adjusted that and hopefully it sounds slightly better for any audience want to hear it so i hope you like it and hope everybody's well and catch you all soon here we andrew to go through his encounter that happened in was it 94 august 94 right? uh, this is the account so you want to just start off with Right for the start, I mean, for what happened sure. uh, on that evening. Sure. Uh, be about quarter to eleven, we just came back from uh, Cowden Beath and we were having a quite a spectacular lightning storm. And at the time, uh, coming back to the to, to Armadale, I uh, decided to stop up at Armadale Academy to watch the storm. And to the to the left of me, I'd, I'd kind of noticed something. What kind of tiny night was that? This would be about quarter to eleven night. Quarter to eleven at night. Aye, aye. Aye. So see, I was, I was on the academy playing fields. So was that right up the back fields? So you're on the back fields of the academy aye, and you're looking fields. over. You can see like, just for the audio, um, for the academy, you look over and it's like just the moss land. So it's like, um, lot of fields, some trees, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A bit of farmland. Uh, so. so I was watching the, this lightning storm and I had caught in my eye what looked like some kind of a dark, dark object which looked like it was kind of a hovering uh, behind the tree line I watched this for a few minutes and I thought I'm going to see if I can get a closer look at that came along this road which is known as the Northrig Road the back road between Armadale and Blackridge and as I, as I was uh, just, just travelling along the road quite slow looking for this, this dark object the, I don't know if it was the same object or a different one had approached from my right really low and really silent just above the, the, the tree line of where we're standing now uh, I braked really hard because uh, this thing was so low I thought I was going to run into it uh, and I watched this thing just silently glide across maybe 100 metres into the field and it just stopped possibly maybe say 15 feet above the ground uh, I s- sat sat in my car watching this thing for a few minutes Can, can I go back just to, just before we go any further when you when you seen it at the start when you seen an object for the academy if you basically um, kind of arm's length what kind of size would you say it was it was it quite far in the distance or how far it was would quite you say far when, when, I, when I first when I was at the academy and I was watching this thing as I say I just caught a glimpse of this in the corner of my, eye. I, my my original thought was it was a, a plane that was was coming down um, because it didn't look big, you know, because of the distance. It didn't look like a big object. So that's just thinking to myself, something's landing in the field. Did it look? Um, and that's how I had to come and have a bit of. Was it just an outline there, or was it, it was just a like a, a like a because we were, it was obviously quarter to eleven at night. It was quite dark. But it was a summer's night. Uh, you could still sit, you know, it was a, the, the sky was bright and uh, you, you just caught this dark, dark object just at the corner of my eye. That 
that's that, that's when I initially thought, you know, there's there's something up there just above the tree line at the academy. So that's and totally I the, the distance fair, just for people listening audio-wise. So the distance fair, the academy, going through the back to the North Rig Road, so it's probably about, it's probably about a mile or something, or maybe less than that, or is it a bit more than that? Uh, I would say probably, from the academy, I would say maybe a mile or a mile and a bit. But when I was standing at the academy, the, the, the tree line, I thought this. The, the, I thought this object was at the tree line of the academy. Ah, right. See, and I'm thinking this is that whatever this is is coming into the playing fields. It's it's going to crash land in the playing fields at the academy. This is where I suspect there was there was the possibility that there was a second object. Ah, right. right? Was it was it so when you're saying it was at the tree line, was it high up in the sky or was it? No, it, it was just above. Above the tree. When you look at the tree line, just above. You you remember. Aye. You remember Armadale Academy? Aye, aye. Before the Butler New School, you had the playing fields at the top. And it was surrounded by like kind of trees. trees. They're still aye. there, actually. Still there, so, I'm standing at the, 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 the side of my car on the verge of the, the playing fields. Aye. And the tree line is 400 yards for me, maybe. Right, okay. And I'm thinking this thing's coming across this tree line into the playing fields. But it didn't. It just. It was obviously just kind of a hover. Further, further, just just behind the tree line at the academy, uh, it looked like it was. Looked like it was coming in to land. Did I have any lights in that? Nothing. Like that? Just a shape. Nothing. Just a shape. It was totally silent. Did then when, when you seen it when you seen it in the at the academy could you discern the shape there or anything like that? No, really. It, it looked it looked quite square, maybe rectangular, but it was it was angular rather than. You know, the, the classics uh, people say that the UFOs maybe like a flying saucer or something it wasn't it wasn't a, a saucer shaped thing it was it was more say rectangular Aye. when I first saw it and as I say really really black black no sign no of it no signs of lights so or anything at, of it. at night what can you in terms of the night so you see that against the night sky so was it was it it was August. It's probably still quite light at that time. And That's what I'm saying. It was an, an August summer's night, so, so it was, you, you the that time it. of year it's, it's still kind of lightish at that time. Aye. They bother, aye. 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 So as I see, when I, looking in this direction, it was still quite a, a light sky. You see, we were having a thunder, uh, well, a lightning storm. Aye. But we're, we're looking into a sky that wasn't pitch black. Aye, it wasn't so cloudy. Still, actually, it takes. Aye. Uh, wasn't particularly cloudy. So uh, as I see, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this dark object. Realising that whatever it was wasn't coming into the the, the the academy playing fields, I thought the best way to get a look at this is to get behind it, mm-hmm. and that's to drive out this way towards Blackridge, come back up along the back road. Mm-hmm. That takes me behind the school, mm-hmm. and it was just right here we were we, we, we are just just now. As I'm driving along this bit of the road, this same or similar object had came from my right hand side, right just literally just above the trees and just slowly came down into the field and see I might say about 100 yards and just stopped and just sat maybe 15 so, feet above the ground uh, above the tree lines or in well, the... see this tree line here that we're looking at obviously aye. these trees have, have, have grown a few feet in the years but this tree line that we're looking at now on this back road mm-hmm. this object had just came from which will be the Whitburn direction, yep. uh, which is uh, to the south. Came down straight across the top of these trees, down here, like this. Not known really how to judge the, site, the size of it. I would reckon it was about 40 foot long. Mm-hmm. 
and when it stopped, and I say maybe about 100 yards into the field, which is not, as you can see, that's not far from where I was, because I was parked just here. Mm -hmm. So you're probably looking at like 100 yards or so away from it, or? I was about 100 yards away from this, from this thing, as you see, this thing was about 15 feet off the ground hovering. In terms of seeing it, what, what type of, see, what type of shape would you see it was? Now that I was as close as I was, uh, I described it as being from the from the from the nose of it. It looked like an upside down triangle, a triangle, and I say it was approximately forty feet long, and it was it had a nose like a tapered a tapered front end. So was it, it, if you're looking at a triangle, was it a triangle kind of flat? A triangle, uh, hard. Or was it turned on its end? Or it like was where, where was the point of the triangle? The, the point of the triangle was facing downwards. Downwards. Right. Sloped. Sloped. When I was watching this thing, I, I, I was quite, you know, I was, I was quite defined. Quite, quite easily see the shape of it. Aye. Right. Um, so as I say, I watched this thing for a good twenty minutes, thinking, well, I'm going to have a look, but well, no, I'm going to mobile phone it, phones the police. Obviously, the police are, you know, they're a wee bit sceptical about what I'm even doing on the phone uh, talking about UFOs but I says look I'm standing at the side of the road beside my car and I'm watching something in a field and I don't know what it is uh, still thinking to myself is this something military is it you know you've just got to think to yourself I, I don't want to get too close to this but at the same time I wanted to know what it was so wouldn't the description side there uh -huh. was it, was it you say it was just totally black? Could you discern Pitch any black, know, ridges, anything like that? Nothing, nothing, no sign of anything like uh, lights, porthole windows, anything, nothing at all. There was just no sign of, it, it, was like a, it wasn't a glossy black, it was a flat black. Like a matte black? Matte black. You could see, you could see really well because of the distance I was for this. Aye. You could, you could see quite plain the shape of it and the, the size of it and... Was it sharp edges, rounded edges? It was, it was sharp. Sharp angular thing, uh, as I say, shape, shaped as some have described it as being like an upside down toboggan. Um, so kind of like if it was like a triangle, um, a triangle was it like so basically if you're saying it was like tilted towards the ground, was it kind of sitting like that? It was no, it was, no, it was like sitting, an angle. sitting uh, uh, or kind of flat. It was sitting flat to land. Uh, there was no sign of any landing gear or anything like that. It. it wasn't making any noises. What kind of height? Off the, the field, was it hanging there? It was about 15 feet off the ground. 15 feet? Uh, about 15 feet off the ground. Um, as I say, I just watched this for a wee while. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, as I say, what, what can I do? Uh, I, I didn't want to get too close to it, but I wanted to, to, to get a better look at it. But I, I took a, a halogen, you know, like a, a work lamp. Aye the glove box of my car and I plugged it into the cigarette light and I shone it on this thing and the beam did hit the side of this object and just at that instant the the bulb went on the on the halogen lamp I got a wee bit of fright did it blow or did it just I just it just, just switched off uh, so you see I, I got a wee bit of fright at that I'd had this hand, this hand lamp for a lot of years it was a good work lamp for working when you're working under the bonnet in the car and what have you Aye. I got a bit of fright I thought, no, I'm not having this. I jumped into the car and uh, the car was dead. It had no ignition, no side lights, nothing. Everything was off. Uh, going into a, a panic now and still waiting for the police. So I phoned them a second time and it turns out they were on the A89 looking for me, which is the road that runs parallel 
the best. The, the main road between Armadale and The main road Blattage. between Armadale and Blackridge. They thought I was on that road and I phoned them. They said, we're looking for you. I said, I'm on the back road between Armadale and Blackridge. And during the call, uh, I spoke to the, the person on the end of the phone. I said, I can see them. The blue lights are behind me. And seconds later, the, uh, the, uh, the police car pulled up. And I missed the point of the, the, this, thing, this thing taking off. So you didn't see it take off? No, I did. Oh, you did? Aye, but, sorry. Uh, so, going back to, to when I, I shone the lamp on the, the car, I said, this beam definitely hit the side of this object. And at the instant that that happened, this thing took off in the same direction. It just went in, like, reverse at high speed. Mm-hmm. In the very same direction that I saw it coming, it just... Did it turn or end or just didn't turn around, away it just went, went backwards. It went, it went in reverse. It didn't... It didn't rise up slowly, then shoot away. It just so was the, the point was the point away. at the front, and then like the square the end was at the back. Aye, the point was 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 facing towards a Armadale direction. Aye, and it just went just back the way it came in reverse. Didn't turn around or anything like that. It just, just shot away. And all the, all the, the only there was no engine noise, no all you could really hear off it was wind noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it took off at a really high high uh, rate of speed. There was there was no way you could look at that and think. It's some kind of a military aircraft or something because you know, there was no engine noise, there was no jet. This is back in this is back in ninety four as well. Right. So uh, that's it was at that point I made the second phone call to the police, and as, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, they were they were they, they were they were on the right road, they were coming behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> I suspected they'd probably seen this as well because they would have been probably just behind us as this thing took off uh, and shot away. The police pulled up and they were asking me what I'd seen and I, I was quite quite adamant they had seen it as well but they're like we never saw a thing so we were sitting talking about in the car for just a few minutes and then police cars started to arrive. There was, there was quite a few police cars arrived, maybe about four or five police cars arrived and there was a, a few, aye, yeah, there was a few aye. And uh, what what I found a wee bit kind of a suspicious was one of the one of the cops had got in his car and took a, a you know a, a traffic cone. And I never spoke to this policeman, and he actually walked to the he got in the car and he walked into the field and he placed the traffic cone in the field at roughly the area where I saw this this uh, this object. Hmm. And I thought, how did he know where they put that? Because I never spoke to him. Do you know what I mean? It was just kind of a wee bit unusual. Right. But these these police had came from Strathclyde, no Lothian and Borders. My phone call had went to Lothian Borders. Right. This was Strathclyde police. And uh, a few minutes later, they, uh, they sat in the back of this car, and I, I don't know if it was an inspector or a sergeant, but he was off duty. He wasn't dressed as a policeman, he was dressed in civilian clothes, he had slippers on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was told was they'd got this guy out of his bed. Uh, and he had he had came to the, the to Armadale to, to see what was going on, and the, the the policeman in the front of the car had suggested he wanted to breathalyse me, and the sergeant or whoever he was had said I don't think that'll be necessary, um, and I certainly hadn't been drinking. Aye. Uh, and they, they, they took a statement. I spoke to the as I said I don't know if it was a, a, a sergeant or an inspector. I think he was actually a police inspector. Uh, he spoke to me for for a while, made on a personal level about you know, what I think I'd saw and he, he, didn't, he didn't speak to me as if I was some kind of a raving lunatic aye, and are you aye. sure you've seen the right thing here? He was quite interested in, in, in the, you know, what I was, uh, the story I was telling him. 
there's obviously nothing else that the police could do because this object was away. So the police cars all went away and I was left with the police car that came up originally and it was a, a, an officer and a policewoman that, that uh, arrived. Um, and they had phoned the EA for me. I wasn't a member of the EA, but they had, they had phoned the EA on my behalf because I was stranded um, probably back at 2 o'clock in the morning by this time. And uh, as we were waiting for the, the EA, we were looking towards, which we can't see it now because of the weather, but we were looking for the, the Bathgate House. Aye. starting to get a wee bit light at this time. We saw this bright orange, which looked like a distance, like the size of a football. Mm -hmm. Uh, coming up off the the, the, um, the Bathgate house and it rose up and went slightly to the right then back down again and we all saw it but the police was like we never saw a thing but we were standing here looking at this Aye. but they they're like no we never, we never saw a thing so uh, the AA guy arrived uh, he was about 45 minutes he arrived and uh, he examined the car Checked out the fuses, checked out the checked over the ignition. Couldn't find anything wrong with the car. The police, they were leaving to go to an incident in Bathgate. So the police, the A guy says, right, we'll we'll get you hooked up. And we'll tow you home, uh, which he did. And maybe a mile from where we are, just at the minute, uh, my side lights flicked on. So he he he'd seen this from his mirror. Stopped the the AA car came out, checked my car over again, but still in the ignition. Um, decided just, there's nothing we can do. We'll just tow you the rest of the way. Towed me back down to my house and uh, spoke to the guy for a few minutes, checked the car over again, nothing. Um, my concern was my driver's window was down and I'm going to have to leave the car like that overnight. It was electric. It was an electric window, aye. Um, as I say, I, I was, I was, uh, I was just getting on with it at that time, everybody was away and I'm just kind of reflecting on what had went on earlier that night Aye. and uh, I came, I, I was in the house looking for a bit of plastic to put in the window and when I came back, uh, the alarm on my car had, had chipped mm -hmm. so oh, went over and checked the car, the ignition was on, started the car up, the car was back to normal, everything was, the car was absolutely fantastic, it was, everything was, was I was happy that my car was okay, um, and from then on, to be honest with you, Chris, it was just a case of uh, just getting on with it. Um, the following day, when I, wor I worked at the time in Scottish Power uh, in Bathgate, uh, <laughs> when I went to my work the following day, I was getting rubbed with the guys I worked with about this, this UFO and these wee green men and all the rest of it, but it's, it, it hit the news that fast, Aye. and this is the following day. Mm -hmm. uh, so. And at the time, it's just getting on with it. At the time, did you say like, you, you wish you'd never say that at the time, or like getting ribbons and stuff like that? Or? Well, you get you get a lot of stick. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. There's not, you got the odd one or two people that thought you were actually a raving lunatic and you're needing to get hospital help and the rest of it. But you know, you, you can say, listen, see, the, the, the end of the day, unless you've seen it, Aye. you can't really comment. And some of the guys that I worked with at Scottish Power. Um, you know, they, they were they were sitting down and talking and saying, Andy, I, I saw something years ago and I'm convinced I saw a UFO and you know, but of course you you, you got the old people who just thought, you know they, I, they probably didn't like it because I was getting a wee bit of attention. <laughs> but uh, as the as the days and the weeks went on, 
My mum and dad were actually in Spain, and it was my dad's birthday on the 31st of August, and they saw it in a newspaper in Spain. <laughs> so they were they were on the phone to me going, what's going on here? <laughs> we know about this, and we're in Spain. So I, I started getting phone calls from, a, there was a, a university in Stirling, investigators wanted to come and see me, and right. you know, I, I thought, oh, this is getting taken quite seriously here. And before you knew it, I was... I was inundated with, with requests for people that wanted to come and interview me about this. Um, and that was the only regret that, you know, the, the more involved it became, the more people are looking at you like you're a lunatic. But you just had to take that because it's just the way it is with people. The thing is as well, it's like, it's... If more and more people came out with these stories, then it wouldn't be as such a, a kind of fringe topic. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the thing because you, there's there's loads of people out there where as I spoke to you earlier on with, with stories that they didn't relate them to anybody. You know what I mean? And and that's that's how they go. It's it's getting more and more accepted as time goes on. You know what I mean? All this stuff has happened now, but I know we've been um, looked into the story before and it was it'd been in a book and stuff like that. Mm. It was in the paper and stuff like that. It was a, it mentioned like missing time and stuff. That's like right. That. Aye, I was going to come to that. The uh, it was actually just, it was accidental that through one of the guys that he, just checking that was investigating this. He, was that Ron Halliday or was it? No, it wasn't Ron, it was uh, John Jenkins. Sure, John Jenkins. He's, he's just a, a paranormal investigator. Nice. He's just kind of a freelance guy, a piano tuner by trade. Right. <laughs> so uh, we, were, we were just talking about things and kept going on about this, 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 this he'd managed to get a transcript of the recording that went to the police, Aye, you know, yeah. about, the, about this sighting. Yeah, a FOIA request or something Aye, so uh, I'm still adamant that, you know, the, the, the time that I was watching this, because I knew, we'd, we'd actually left Cowdenbeath Raceway, and I know how long it takes to get back to Armadale, and I know what time I was sitting at the academy watching this, this thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it all happened in a matter of minutes. It's, you know, it's not like it took hours. But they were saying, you know, the, the, the time scale between your first phone call and the police arriving, and your second, eh, sorry, your, between your first phone call and your second phone call, mm -hmm. there was something like an hour and a half you know, a, a discrepancy. And I was like, no, your records have got to be wrong because it didn't take that long. So. Uh, John Jenkins had uh, introduced me to a, 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 a chap he knew that had an incident, uh, Gary Wood. Um, Aye, on the A70. On the A70, and I spoke to Gary a few, uh, John and Gary a few times when they came out to Amadeo to visit me. This was ongoing sort of investigations into you know, the UFOs and paranormal and things like that. And uh, just through talking to them, I got to know Gary quite well, and he, he was an ambulance technician. He mm -hmm. uh, had a good job, and you know, he's just a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, and he'd, he'd been asked to go for this uh, hypnotic regression. And when they started to explain, I never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. But when they started to explain to me what it, what was involved, and they were saying, you know, this could sort of release your part of your subconscious memory, and you know, there could be information that you are withholding mm -hmm. that this, the, the regression will bring it back out. But after seeing what, it's, what I think what it's done to Gary, because it's, 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 Gary lost his job, and uh, I, I think a lot of it was done to, he seemed to be dwelling on this regression, 
Aye. You know, it, it seemed to affect him in such a way that it, it, it caused a bit of a, a, a problem with, with, his, with his mind. So I thought, if that's what it's done to Gary, I, I didn't even want to go down that road. On the other hand, I wanted to know what was what was going on because I, I explained to the, the people that came to visit me that that night, that very night, when I eventually did get to my bed, which was probably about 3am, uh, I went into a dream and I dreamt the whole sequence over from start to finish. But when I say that I was standing looking at this object for about 20 minutes, in my dream, I actually did walk up to the object and it opened up, the, the, the door, the, a door opened up and I went into this machine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't see anybody, I didn't see any wee green men, I didn't see any human beings, I didn't see anything like that. But I described what I saw inside this, what I described then as being a, a UFO. But I don't want to know if that's real. Is that just purely my imagination because of the event? Or is that part of what really could have happened? It's hard to because like some, like, in this field people believe it's, it's either your memories have been taken for you mm-hmm. or it's your subconscious blanking yeah. about to protect you. That's and, and, and that's gonna one aspect of it as well, but like in, in the dream, like going back to that, like, what, what did you see? And well, when I went inside, because of the shape of this thing, you see an upside down tro- the Toblerone with, the, with the, the, the pointed bit facing the, the ground, just like a, a, a door had opened up in the back, and it was just like I suppose you could say it was just like walking into the you know up, up the stairway to a, an aeroplane. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, I walked into this thing and it was just like a corridor. Was it stairs or did you...? It was stairs, I walked up, I just walked up steps. So this thing was obviously on the ground. Mm-hmm. In my in my dream, this thing was on the ground and I walked up, this, this door was open and I walked up the steps. And it was just a long corridor, probably the length of this machine. And on both sides of me, it was just what looked like banks, eh, eh, coloured lights and switches and I wouldn't. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't. Wouldn't say it was something like you'd see in like a Star Wars movie or you know, something like that. Ah, yeah. But it, it, it did. You know, it, it was just all switches and lights. But I was hearing sound, which sounded to me like an out-of-tune radio. Mm-hmm. You know, the old-fashioned manual tune radio mm-hmm. in between channels. Mm-hmm. It was just, just, just static noise. And as I said, never saw anybody. Didn't have any experience of being examined and arrested. Aye. Which I've heard stories about this before. Aye, totally, aye. I, I just, uh, and that was the end of the dream. Aye, so I, did, I, didn't, I didn't have any recollection of never, being taken never, away anywhere or anything like that. And you never ever, after that, thought about getting regressed or anything? Or no. Just because of the whole point with Gary Wood and after, understand that, aye. I had the dream and I, and I told about the dream, and I think that's what made some of the people who were, who were speaking to me with this try to persuade me that regression. Would, would possibly release mm-hmm. more information, which, to be honest with you, Chris, I thought that was more for their benefit because mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know, they wanted to investigate this further. They wanted to see what was really going on. Whereas me, Aye. after after meeting Gary, and in my opinion, I think it screwed up his head a wee bit. Aye, no, I can understand um, that. Aye. I decided if this is what it's done to Gary, I don't want to experience that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, it's totally understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. No, for anybody else's sake, but for me, I just don't want to experience it. Uh, and of course they couldn't make me do it, so I chose not to. And it st- I stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Stuck with it. And I, even to this day, I've always wondered if I'd have went for the aggression, what what would I come out of? But I didn't, and I didn't intend to. So. Did you have any um, 
experiences there any, after that I mean is there any other experiences from it after it did you, you have or, um, no no from that no for that incident no I, I was asked by, by probably everybody that came to see me um, you know I, I, sci-fi and, and I mean I wasn't I wasn't even, even when I was growing up I was never interested in watching anything like that like Star Wars and uh, you know, all these kind of a sci-fi movies I'd never, I was never a sci-fi person Aye. So it's not as if it's been in my mind. Aye, aye. I want to see a UFO, aye. and you know this is what I want. Because I, I, I wasn't, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It just, it was just a, it was an experience that I just happened to. If it wasn't me, it would probably been somebody else. But I've never been in, into uh, that kind of thing. Did you have any experiences other than this? Or? I have, have, I have actually. I've actually got a, a, a couple of things I'll try to find for you before you came up. All oh, right, okay. Uh, but, Two of them, two of them have been pretty recent. Uh, one was just at the end of this road, uh, standing uh, last year again in the summertime mm-hmm. um, with, my, with my nephew, uh, who was eight at the time. Um, we were standing in the farmyard, and I was talking to a, a friend of mine who happens to be a retired Rolls Royce Aero engineer, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're standing, um, as I said, at the farm gate, which is on Upper Barville. And I just, I looked up and I noticed uh, coming from, say like, the, probably about the Whitburn direction. Aye. Uh, a, like a bright, like a ball-shaped thing that was changing between orange and blue. Mm-hmm. But I think this is too big to be aircraft. This is quite recent. This is just last year, last oh, year. Right? And I was watching that coming in our direction, which is say from Armadale, from Whitburn direction to Armadale. And I was, I was looking up and I said to John, I said, look at that. And Stephen, even an eight-year-old, he's looking at that and he's saying, what is that? So you recognise it as being not normal. Oh, totally. Right. So as it came towards us, up towards, uh, above the sort of upper barrel area, it turned quite sharp as if it was heading towards Bathgate, down the upper barrel road. Well, I say, this, this thing that we were looking at, it looked more like the blue and red light was spinning, mm-hmm. no flashing, like a strobe light or anything. More like it was just a spinning light, and it was quite big. Mm-hmm. And what is it? What kind of height would you say it was up in there? Uh, difficult to say, but because we're on a flight path, you're thinking, you know, it's probably the same height as what a plane would be Aye. flying at. Aye. But it seemed living here and seeing aircraft all the time. Mm-hmm. You're thinking yourself, it's unusual. An unusual uh, sort of flight path for a plane to be coming down this, but it turned really, really sharp Aye. to t- head towards the bathkey. But it started to to, uh, to rise up, mm-hmm. and it went it, 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 because when you we were watching this, it was going, you know, at relatively slow speed. But as it turned to go away from us, heading the, de- the bathkey direction, it started to lift up into the sky, mm-hmm. really, really rapid, and just went, it just disappeared into the, into the clouds. And I looked at John as I say, John, John's a knowledgeable man, he's a, a really clever old guy. And I, I was like, what the hell was that, John? And as I say, even an eight-year-old standing there like, what was that, what was that? It was quite obvious it wasn't something that was see every day. What time of year do you think it was? I think that would be, I actually think that would probably be around about the summertime as well. It would, it would be about, I reckon maybe about seven o'clock at night. 
wasn't, wasn't it late on and it was say, and about a year ago roughly probably about a year ago was it during lockdown or before lockdown no I, I would say it was before lockdown I ah. think it was before lockdown uh, Christy about a year and a half roughly then uh, in the summer uh, it's terrible that kind of thing I'm trying, I'm trying something. to think back because I'm trying to think the time it, would, it wouldn't be late I know it wouldn't be late but it was dark I, I, I can show you this on my phone aye right so it was, oh, did it you was take her? I got, I got a bit of it. Aye. But, uh, I got, I got a bit on my phone, but uh, I might even, I might be able to go back at my phone and have a date on it or something like that. Aye, aye. Yeah, uh, I've also got on my phone something that we recorded, uh, maybe a, f- maybe a fortnight, three weeks ago, in uh, Motherwell. And I, I know other people were watching this as well because we could see people looking up and pointing at this thing in the sky, mm-hmm. and there's like four vapor trails mm-hmm. beneath sign aircraft. Ah, right. And I've got that on my phone as well. I've got two photographs that, but they're, they're just photographs. Because we were watching this, this you know, you, you see a vapor trail, you think nothing of it. Aye. Uh, Stephen at, eight, at well, he's nine now, but Stephen at, at that age. So is four vapor trails, aye. Four vapor like, trails. So it was something together, aye. The, the, I'll show you the pictures of them. They were the. They're perfectly straight. So that whatever this was, I was travelling at a really good speed. Aye. You know when you see a vapour trail, it breaks up pretty quick. Aye, aye. These were, these are perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. And uh, the four of them, but the, the, the fact that other folk were looking at them was, because we were aware of other people looking. Mm. And so you see a vapour trail, you never look at that. If you're in Motherwell, so. can you what direction? Uh, if you're where you're Motherwell in. I know, I do know uh, Motherwell area. Just stay in Motherwell for a wee while. Um, what can I do? If you, so if you're in Motherwell, you're looking, if you take the 74, as a, as a guide. Aye, aye, you'd be heading south. Aye. So, okay. so that's well. That's the, these. That's vapor trail was actually heading north because we would we'd turn down. Aye. So, in relation to the direction I was travelling to, the the area I was gone, we were coming back. So this vapor trail would have been heading north. Aye. No, right, okay. So, yeah. uh, I don't even know if you'd recognise it on the photograph. The area we were in, but I, I couldn't even. But you're in, a, you're in a decent, you're in a decent spot where you are. I mean, where you stay. I mean, to see some, like he's going to get a nice guy and stuff like that as well. Well, this 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 is a I don't know if, it's, if I would call it a hot spot, but just in the the West Craig Road at the time in my sighting, they had been investigating a, a sighting from a, a woman and the daughter. Unfortunately for them, probably, but they when they were coming back to me, they never gave any names or, 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 or a little detail of the. You know the investigation, but they came back and says, "Well, we think she was drunk." Aye. So that the thing, the investigators looked at that and thought it's not very credible. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had, I had, I, I still have letters. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of them, Chris, but some of the stuff that's actually been published is a is of no no defence significance or something like that. Aye. I've, I've got letters from the. I've got more than one letter for the Ministry of Defence mm-hmm. explaining. You know what was happening that night, mm. including two fighter jets that were in there. But everyone was a fighter jet when it ah. passes them. <laughs> you ah, you get a fight, know, you know. You know, that, you, you, know you know, it's a fighter jet. Uh, and this is some of the comments that was getting. One of the comments that was made for the for the Ministry of Defence was that it, it wasn't. I can't remember the exact wording, but it wasn't of a, any. It wasn't a security threat, so they're no willing to investigate it. Ah. And the, the second letter that came Which out. Which is off, mental, I mean, as well, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's, it's they obviously didn't want to open up to, to anything and say, oh, well, we did have word that there was something in the air right. that, that night. They just turned it around and say it was a jet, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, or it was cloud formation or something like that. But right. 
you have, as I said earlier, when I, when I was getting a wee bit of the ribbon for some of my, my pals <laughs> or whatnot, you've got to see it. Aye. To comment. I mean, if, you, if you've never really seen it up close, and as I said, I'd never have believed, really, that there was a definite UFO. Aye. But having seen what I saw way back as many years ago as that, Unless the, unless the government, the military, has got something up their sleeve that we don't know about, mm-hmm. then there's got to be. No, there's got to be. One of the things I'd seen, and it's probably you're looking maybe about five, the lily lock's about five miles that way, right? So I'm just like, in the same kind of area, but further up. Um, we'd only seen, it was a size of satellite. If you look up, you see satellites and stuff like that. I mean, a bit brighter, a wee bit faster, but you can still discern it as a satellite. And uh, we jokingly said, it was coming towards like another kind of brighter star, just going to pass through it. And we jokingly said, um, it must have been, I'm trying to date, I was only 18 at the time. Um, we are just doing camping, fishing and stuff like that. Travelling through, just one horizon to the other. And it came to um, this kind of star, we said, I wonder what it was going to do when it was going to hit that star. Right. And it did a 90 degree turn, like without dropping speed, without arcing. It just, it, as soon as it got to pass that, that star, it just uh, like an L shape, you know what I mean? Totally 90 degree turn. I mean, it kept going, like, nothing can do that. You know exactly, what I mean? That, you nothing know that. Nothing can do that. Aye. I know that. It's like, Sally's not going to do that. A plane can't do that. You can't. There was no arc of nothing. It was just, it totally just, it was a 90 degree turn. Aye. And we watched it until it just went out of the horizon like and disappeared. Um, with that, you know what I mean? But there's a, there's been, this, this whole area, you know what I mean? There's been loads of Kenny sightings and stuff like that. Right, I, I've heard of that for these people who are, who, when you when you get when you get uh, professors and you know some of the country's top psychologists and this that come to see you think well they're taking this serious why Aye. why why me I mean you, know, you, you hear folk talking about, about UFO sightings and I saw I saw this I saw that and you, you pass it off as well I did you Aye. but the amount of attention I got I thought you know they're treating us really serious and the fact that the police when they arrived that night, seemed to know something Aye. before I even spoke to them. And this, as I said, this off-duty, off-duty sergeant inspector or whatever, it's like they knew something was going on. And then when I made the call, they thought, right, let's go into this. I always thought it was one of the most prominent cases, like, like I've heard it. I mean, because my, of the, my one. Aye, aye. aye well, because, because, of, been the, because of the fact that a credible witness, uh-huh. see what you've seen, I mean, the police been involved in all that kind of uh-huh. stuff as well, and, and even like the evidence of the car and all that, like the no. car was starting. I thought it was like one of the most prominent cases. Yeah, yeah. Here, you know what I mean. The AA, I don't know if it was a. I just, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a marketing thing, anyway, But it just, I think the AA, for whatever reason, they wanted to come back and see me. It was a good two months later. Mm-hmm. They wanted to send somebody. They wanted to send one of their top engineers out to examine the car. She's more than welcome, and they did. They sent a guy out to examine the car. They weren't, they weren't asking questions about the, the, the UFO site, although they, they, they mentioned it, but they weren't dwelling on that. Aye. You know, they just, they wanted to, to, to examine the car, Aye. Uh, see if there was any kind of tampering going on or something like that. But they, they sent a guy out from the EA and they examined the car. It was, uh, I think it was about a 1981 Audi Coupe GT. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing special. And they, they examined the car and they actually made a report, you know, a proper official report ordering right. right now. And I got a copy of the report and it came back that there was they couldn't find anything faulty Aye. with the car's system. Aye. And it suggested that there's a possibility that if I had driven past or through uh 
an electrical field, mm-hmm. like under the pylons, mm-hmm. that could possibly drain the power. Aye, aye. Which is pretty unheard of, but I, I suppose if they say that that can happen, then that can happen. But of course, you're in the, the location with me, Chris, today, as, 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 when this all happened, there's nothing to be seen. Aye, there's nothing here. There's nothing here, there's no pylons here, so they can't put it into that. Do you know what I mean? So they could never un- they could never understand if there was some kind of a power surge that would that would take all the power off the battery, and at the same time, why is when we kind of left the area did the power start to come back? Aye, I've you heard it before, and yeah. uh, other cases. If you've looked at other cases, I take it you probably have. I mean, where you get this happening, the, the cars only start and then yeah. they'll just start on the rain again. And coming for like obviously you've, you've worked. You work with Scottish Power, so you know electricity and the way it works and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's funny to see if it's, it's dead then and it just kind of restarts again. You know if if, these, if, if, their suggestion, if their suggestion was if you've been near a high energy field like underneath electric piles, and as, as uh, I said, which they're not. Aye. So you wonder to yourself this machine that I was standing watching. Uh, it's got to be powered with something. I did joke because when they said to me, "Why do you think it would have been here?" I joked because we're standing next to an old, an old uh, spoil bank. Mm-hmm. They're doing nicking the coal off the bank to power the machine. Uh-huh. I just joked about it, but of course, this machine has got to be powered with something. Mm-hmm. And if it has such a, you know, a high energy to power it, mm-hmm. could that have been the energy that drained the power off my car? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a. An explanation or a, or a possible solution to what the AA were trying to find is why did it lose its energy? Why did Aye. the battery completely drain? Mm-hmm. And they were saying that that could have been the reason for it, it could be a high energy fuel. So, is so, that something to do with this machine? No, totally. I mean, see, so totally interesting. You know what I mean, it's like it's one of the most cases that's fascinated. One, one of the factors as well because I stayed in the corner for you. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'd, I'd since moved at that point, I stayed in Motherwell mm-hmm. um, and moved there and I came back. But, um, have you, did, you ever, did you ever have any experiences before? No. Before that point? No, to be honest with you, never. Never the. Uh, see, I was never into it. I was never into sci fi and the rest of it. Never took any interest in it. Never. Aye. Never had any, any. I mean, I must have been 19, 20 year old or something at the time. I think Aye. I can't quite remember. But this, you know, you heard about it before, like the first time. Like, I, totally, I thought you were totally credible. I mean, and, well, uh, and that's it as well. Nice to hear that because you see a lot of folk didn't, but that's you, you make up your own mind as to why these people are behaving like that. You say, well, you know, as I mentioned when when I was getting uh, most of this, most of the edits that I was getting uh, making negative comments were people that I worked with, worked right. beside at Scottish Power. But again, the majority of people that I was working with, well, they, they were, you know, they, they, were, they were they were interested. Right. It was, I think a lot of today we was they realised I was getting a lot of attention. I had time off my work, you know. Oh. I, I don't know if, if you've uh, what research you've done, but I mean I had uh, TV companies were flying about here in helicopters filming oh. all this. Yeah, I, I was on the. Uh, I can mind it's strange but true. Strange but true. I've never watched it. You never watched it, no. Not for any other reason. I've just never watched it. But very uh, rare evidence for like people like uh, no one to claim to fame, not even watching it. Uh, <laughs> well, as I see that, that twice, twice we had film companies up here with helicopters, uh, using helicopters for doing the filming. Mm-hmm. So twice I took part in making making a, a kind of documentary film about it. Did the investigators at the time um, did they look at um, flight data and stuff like that? See if it was encoding any radars or anything? Well, as I say, the, the, one of the, the one of the 
I'm not exactly sure who it was that done the investigation, but one of them had came back, and they had the this this information had been had, had been get, gotten for the Ministry of Defence, saying there was two two jets in the air at that time. Mm -hmm. So they've obviously done that, Aye. you know, they've done that bit of, that bit of research, but. I dismissed that right away. When I read the report, right. kind of a, you know you kind of get that you get you get that kind of a, a annoys you because you think well that's not true. You ah. know they've mm -hmm. came back and says oh they're dismissing that half as well what I actually saw was a couple of fighter jets. Ah. Wasn't the fighter jets? Fighter jets. Fighter jets in this area. They'll be gone in a second. I mean in the, they in don't the noise that. as well. I, well everybody been talking about fighter jets at that time in the morning. What would up to in this area? It's not fighter jets. You don't behave fight, like that. You see fighter jets out here. I mean, especially really. flying around where it's a. It's, you've got an airport, what, like 15, 20 miles away. Edinburgh. Aye. Ah, you're not going to fighter jets flying about here. Well, they're, they're not going to be landing, and at the same time, as I say, when you when you see this kind of thing, you know. That's at that fight. time of night and during a little storm Aye. next to an airport <laughs> there's, there's no way, way that was fighter jets so it does annoy you a wee bit when you see that kind of a report Aye. I think to be honest with you most of the reports that I saw um, I, I was quite happy with them but there was just one or two that it's like well if they want to dismiss it they can dismiss it but mm. I know what I saw times are changing though you know what I mean it's like I think well, a lot of stuff has has come out recently. You know what I mean, for 2017, and there's, yeah. there's a lot of new stuff. I, I don't know how much now you you, you follow the subject after you're, I don't, you're like, you don't follow no, it. No, no. Um, well, there's quite a lot of stuff in new revelations came out in the US and all that. Mm. I mean, they've come out and said that um, that they they're now admitting there's stuff in the sky that they don't know what there is. Mm. They chased them. You know what I mean, the, um, they've got camera footage and stuff like that. Yeah. New, there's like Congress hearings going to happen this year as well. They're trying to get all the stuff for security services in America, all the mm. like UFO reports and stuff that they're trying. Well, to you see a bit of that, you know, you see a bit of that on the um, you read sometimes read, read, read these things that's coming for the space station and the NASA are covering up, you know, the, these camera footage where somebody's Aye. picked something up and they're, they're obviously told not to discuss it Aye. and they're, they're, uh, they're obviously switching the cameras off so we can't get a chance to see it. Aye. I don't know. Really, I, I, it's not because of what I saw, but I do believe mm -hmm. we're not the only people in this. No, I definitely. There's got to be more to this than, than just us. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, personally, I think we're not, a, we're not a master race. Oh, totally not. Do you know what I mean? There's far, far better technology out there than what we've got. But I don't think they'll ever. I personally don't think they'll ever disclose it, even though I think they know there is. The now, the now, since a lot of stuff has happened, a lot of people. They say now this is one of the most prevalent times in the UFO community and stuff because it's they think it's a soft disclosure. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there is stuff happening mm -hmm. since um, the battle happened in 2017. You don't know if you know the case or not, but there was like um, UFOs following a um, basically like a carrier fleet, uh, ships and stuff mm -hmm. like that, doing manoeuvres with the coast <coughs> of California and stuff. And they got gun camera footage yet chased it, fighter jets chased it, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the, the eventually, that was 2004, they released the, the video in 2017. And then it took a wee while, and then it was only in 2019 the Navy came out and says, right, we do see these things, we don't know what they are. And then now there's been guys involved in um, basically projects within the Pentagon have came out. And then they're, it's, it's getting kind of blown right open now, you know I mean, it is like the main thing. There's been things happened before in the past where people think it's got to some disclosure, but now this, it seems to be, um, there is stuff happening. You know what I mean? I'll believe it when I see it though, you know what I mean, the actual disclosure.
don't follow it, but you sometimes you do. You look at you look into uh, some of these things that you look on on YouTube. I just look at it maybe just to pass a, an hour before I go to bed, and you, you look at it and you think, well, will they ever disclose it? But you you also get these things with people saying, you know, if they did disclose it, it's got to change everything. It's got oh, to totally, change religion and everything. It'll change everything. Aye. So can people handle that? I don't. I think maybe now. I think maybe going back like 20, 30 years ago, maybe even more than that. I mean, but I think now. Uh, I, I don't go looking for it. I'm not constantly looking up at the night sky, but Aye. you know, when you see something that's a wee bit more unusual, you tend to notice it. Can you, you, you tend to kind of uh, focus on it more? Totally, aye. Um, aye. And it, it, since, since the sighting I had, I've, I've saw two or three other you know instances where, where things have, have, have clocked onto something, and I thought, you know, what is that? Aye. But. I'm not going to go phoning people and saying I want you to investigate. Ah, no, no, obviously. Aye, aye. Do you know what I mean? It's it's maybe something that I think would be worthy of being investigated, but mm-hmm. no, unless you've got really good good quality pictures or aye. good, like you say, good it's hard credible to get, witnesses, this it's hard. The thing is, it's hard to get pictures unless it's like during the day and it's like up close. I mean, because most of the time it's lights in the sky. You know what I mean? And it's, it's hard. Unless you're there and you've seen it and you've seen the manoeuvring there or whatever else, you, you know it's nothing, mm-hmm. it's no normal, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, in that aspect, I mean, it's, it's it's hard unless you see stuff, you know what I mean? I've, uh, although it's been a lot of years that's passed uh, since that incident, I've still got, occasionally, I'll get a, a letter uh, which I find that's quite quite difficult to believe because they've managed to, they've managed to track me down, I've changed my address twice <laughs> since that incident, but they've managed to get a hold of me uh, and they, you know, they've said we're, we're going we're to be um, publishing a book, uh, do you mind if we publish our story? Aye. So even even now, you know, I'm, like yourself when you first contacted me as well, mm-hmm. it's, even after all the years has passed, 94, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that's, that incident of mine is still... Oh totally, that's what I'm saying because it's, it's such a strong case. You know what I mean, and just with the sighting and the police involved and everything like that. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know what it is about here. You know I mean, there's that many. It's, there's probably stuff happens everywhere, but it's just down to the fact that I don't know what it is. West Lothian, Falkirk, all that kind of stuff. You do get all that kind of stuff happening, um, sightings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my, my, my plan is, I just want to get more stories out there, regardless of it being obviously it's been covered before and stuff. And I'm hoping that that spurs more people to come out and with their stories, and mm-hmm. it's just getting them told. You know what I mean? And in, in, in that aspect, uh, you know what I mean? But uh, well, I wonder if I, I wonder if some people feel the same way as I did and think more um, ridiculing or that's probably you know, aye, aye. It's understandable. It depends on the per, on, on an individual and how strong they are. Because you see, when I got the phone call from mum and dad, we just laughed about it. Aye. But they were like, you know. I'm the youngest of three, and they were, they, were, they were talking about it's like you wouldn't make this kind of thing up. Aye. And I said they were phoning me for Spain because mm-hmm. they'd read it in a, in a newspaper. I think they read it in the Daily Record or something in Spain. Mm-hmm. And it's like you wouldn't make this up. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think if you've got the quite a strong-minded person, they would come up and say, "Look, I've I, I've got a you know I've got a story to tell." Aye. But I think the people who really just didn't want to be ridiculed or they, they maybe just didn't want the, the neighbours laughing at them behind their back and that kind of thing Aye. pointing the finger that's where I think a lot of people would just say I've oh, just got to keep this to myself Aye. you know what I mean I, but I, had no, I have no idea honestly Chris I have no idea <coughs> how that story came about because 
You see, I, I, I was in my, my that, I made a wee mistake that that was on the Saturday night, Sunday morning. But by Monday, mm-hmm. when I went back to my work, that story was it. It wasn't the phone day, it was actually it was said it, it, Saturday night, Sunday morning when an incident took place. Mm-hmm. But on the Monday morning when I went to my work. It was that quick. It right. was that quick. Mm-hmm. But somebody had said to me that uh, some of the, like, even the, the, the loading courier would, would maybe phone the, the, the police station. I don't think the police station have you got in. Aye, for stories and stuff like that. hard, right? Uh, and if that's how it happened, then they'll say, oh, well, we've got a story with this UFO Aye. sign, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it all came out, but I have no idea how it came out so quick. And at that time, there was there was sightings about that time as well, and in the 90s, and I mean, there was a good few. I got a lot of interest. I was really, really surprised at how much interest it, 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 it showed, because, you see, I stayed in Mayfield Drive at the time. Aye. Uh, no, sorry, I didn't stay in Mayfield Drive at the time. I stayed in Avondale Drive at the time. But uh, a couple of years later, when I was staying in Mayfield, when they came to film, I gave it from my house. You know, the, the, the street was fully, uh, you know, these vans and they had, you know, this, these film crews were all in my house setting this thing up for film. But they were all like, that's what this about. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that happened two years ago. Aye. But it's just, people still talk about it. Oh, totally, aye. Uh, right. So, it's. No, just, definitely, there's something there, but yeah, well, listen, like, thanks very much for your time. Welcome, and uh, it's such a good, interesting story, and um, I'll certainly. Um, Send you the links. I'd like to send you a link to some other stuff that's happened now. Right, you know what I mean? Sure. If you're interested in looking at it, you know what I mean? The, the stuff that's talking about disclosure and that, but right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on um, in the last number of years, the last couple of years anyway. It's been the most time that stuff's happened, so yeah, I'm interested to hear your kind of thoughts on that as well. But I mean, like, thanks very much. You're very Cheers, welcome. Cheers, thanks for meeting me.